Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Esports Wrap. I'm your host, Michael Armorgan, and today we're going to be talking about Destiny 2. With us, we've got two very good gamers and friends of mine who are going to be our guests today. Dwan, who was here last Esports Wrap. Dwan, you have anything you want to tell anyone? No. <laughs> you mean about the Overwatch? Um, announcer? I mean, if you want, so you can do that. <laughs> They're bringing back Junkin' Science Revenge. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris, who most of you would probably know from being on our Tech Talk segments. Hey. That's all he got. As you leave that, like, awkward pause <laughs> there, really like, something with. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. You're most welcome. Oh, we've got D'Angelo who's watching us right now. Apparently he says, Hi, Dwan, turn on the light. Hi. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, Destiny 2 is, of course, a sequel to the popular game that was mainly, well, was only console, uh, Destiny, um, of which... You play as a guardian, and you. The storyline is based around, from what I surmise, to be protecting the traveler, get your lights, use the lights, so on and so forth. I am summarizing heavily. And I'm going to leave it to whoever wants to actually delve into the actual mythos of the game a little bit. What's that, Chris? I know way more about law than no. I know, I know a bit of the story. I I don't know too much about the laws. Okay, well, you know more of the story than I do because you played one. I didn't play like one completely. I didn't finish one. You did. Oh, um. Well, basically, the story is about planet Earth and how this uh uh the worldly artifact just decided to mosey on by and make a pit stop on Earth called the Traveler. And it rushed, it introduced the golden age, which is basically when technology kind of like, you know, advanced, like it was really, really advanced. And after something happened, and there was a bunch of wars, and they ended up getting the light from the traveler. I'm really horrible at this. They ended up getting the light from the traveler, and um, I like before that it was like oh this like uh, war with these different races called the Hive, the Fallen. And later on down the line, it was taken, and in between those was uh, the traveler basically gave them the ability to bring back the dead with these um, little mechanical creatures called ghosts. And because of Commanders of Allah, who built like this big wall on Earth, and basically put everybody behind the wall to protect them, um, they became the guardians to uh, basically protect the wall and anything that tried to take the traveler away, basically. Because the traveler mm -hmm. went dormant after a while. Mm -hmm. uh, there's like a bunch of different uh, storylines, like the one with Siva and the, the one with the the fallen and the hive. So it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's a pretty good summary. Um, just now, since we're actually going to get into the sequel of it, what would you say is the real difference between? Destiny 2 and Destiny in terms of storyline. 
Um, well, for now, the story is a bit more concrete. The focus is not like... I wouldn't say it was all over the place in the first one, but they had so many... Because, you know, it's the beginning, so you have so much things to touch on. Like, you have the wars, you have the history, uh, you have individual, like, side characters that you have to account for. So it wasn't, like, they already set the premise for all of that. So in the next sequence, in the next game, like, it wasn't a need to delve too deep into the backstory because they already established that. So the story now is a bit more concrete and a bit more focused and a bit more in the present, not relying heavily on what, what had happened in the past. So that would be the difference I would note. Okay. Now, let's actually just jump into a little bit of the gameplay. Now, I know back when they started up with the betas, um, they started off with console, and then they did the beta for the console, turned that off, did the beta for the PC. Um, now I know I played the beta for the PC. How did you guys enjoy the beta experience? Well, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to play the beta. Okay. Yeah, I don't play beta either. Okay. Um... I'm not sure if what I experienced was the beginning to the story for Destiny 2 for the beta and PC. That's pretty much like when you start off, you're jumping around, you you can... Um, actually, yeah, I think it is. Because then that's the cutscene when you get pushed off the ship. Yeah. That's, that's a little after. Yeah. Mm, okay. So... With the gameplay and moving past beta and to actually the launch now, how have you guys found the game? Honestly and truly, as a shooter, uh, well, let's let's start off with the the storyline. Have you guys enjoyed the story? It's way better than the first. <laughs> first was boring. It was. I played the first. I didn't finish the first because the first was boring. Um, story was enough to keep me and then i started playing the first one by the time like everyone was like already like well into the game so like it was it was it wasn't like a bunch of people around for like me to like go up with so literally it was just like the story and then like the gameplay to hold me and the gameplay was good but again without the people around it's like gameplay gonna do so much and then the story was just like uh, i don't know what's going on but i just shoot the stuff like, that's kind of how it was. But in Destiny 2, like, um, I actually stopped to actually watch the cutscenes. Like, I actually didn't skip through all of the cutscenes. Um, I actually sat down and watched them because they were actually interesting. They actually, like, it actually kept my attention. So the storyline out there is a lot better in Destiny 2 than it was in 1. And how was your experience okay. with it, Dwan? Same thing. Because the first one, it was. I didn't, I, I started playing because of my brother, so, and like he was only there like for so long, so on the off chance that I played by myself, like when it came to story, I was kind of lost um, in terms of what was happening, so I think in Destiny 2, that's something I think they're trying to focus on, because like I said, the first one was like, it had a lot to cover, so I can understand why it was like that, but the second one was a, was a big win. Mm. Okay. So, Duan, can you just repeat that last part for us? 
Um, oh, I was saying. Yeah. I was saying I agree with Chris because the first story when I played it with my brother, when he was in there explaining me what was happening, it kind of seemed like all over the place. Like it wasn't as put together or as clear as the um, part two. Because like I said, in the first one, they had a lot to cover. So it was understandable that it was like that. Okay. Um. So when we get to the end of the story and we're finishing it, how do you feel as, you know, does it feel like that's the ending? Do you wish there was more, that they added more? Um, not really. Uh, I think my issue with the story lies in more of the beginning. Um, because there's a key thing that happens. I mean, I don't know. It's a minor spoiler, but whatever. I don't, I'm not going to spoil it, even though a lot of people played it already. But there's something that happens pretty much um, to you, and I thought it was brilliant. Like, I just thought it was so good, but... Like, it immediately happens to you, and then in the next mission, they undo it. And it's like, I only get, like, really... Like, literally the first mission, they undo what happened. Like, and what happens, because it's in the intro. Like, in the intro, at the end of the intro, something very traumatic happens, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it completely shifts the idea, which you think, like, I don't know, I just found that I thought it was pretty cool. And then, but then the second it happens, is like, you probably go through, like, you just make your way to the first mission, and then at the end of the first mission, it's undone. And it's like, I think that it should have been longer. Like, they should have left us in that state longer. And I think that would have been cool for the story and just for the overall experience. But at the end, it's... At the end, it's fine. Like, I thought the ending was adequate, I guess. It wasn't like, oh my god, amazing, but it wasn't horrible, like, bad. It was good. It was a good ending. How about you, Duan? Um, I think we have something to expect um, based on the way it ended and how abruptly it ended. So I think there's more to be said. So I was waiting to see what Bungie does in that regard before I have anything to say. Okay. I know there were some people that were saying something along the lines of the big bad for the storyline. It's he's one of the least terrifying bosses that you probably ever have in destiny and i can see the look on your face Dwan. <laughs> that's probably true um one person went so far as to call him a marshmallow or a, a naked mole rat in a power suit <laughs> but um do you do you feel like that was a good boss like and boss to have i didn't really think he was that challenging if that's if that's a good enough of an answer <laughs> he wasn't all that like, especially like after what he had already been through like, it was um, it was anticlimactic for me personally Hold on, say again? And the almighty part was, was solid. I don't... I'm looking here at chat, and I have no idea why Matrix, a.k.a. D'Angelo, is... ran through um, campaigns six times. 
but um let's okay so he's not that challenging he's not the best he's a naked mole rat that looks like a marshmallow okay we've established this so when you finish your campaign by this time you more than likely are level 20 now um you probably would have reached level 20 from beforehand um that raises the question does it really make sense to have a level cap and like for it to specifically say level 20 when you reach it so quickly i mean my only my issue isn't with the leveling like leveling up i think it's they could have done a better job with it um but in the end game i mean you're really checking for your light level um and I think what they should do is because if I were to go around, like if I were to log in now and like go to like a public event and then I'll see like a bunch of people running around, I'll see like, oh, they have like your level like right next to it and everyone is like level 20. That's kind of pointless because after you hit level 20, level 20 doesn't matter anymore. Like we don't, it doesn't matter. So what I think they should do is swap it from level 20 to light level because that's really the thing that matters. And because in reality, I mean, yeah. Your level doesn't really matter because it is not really the thing that makes you stronger. All this give you access to more skills, which is whatever. But what really makes you stronger, what really tells your ability to do damage is your light level. And you have that light level from level one. So they could probably do without it. Hmm. Do you how do you feel about it, Twan? Oh, well, in the last one, they had a cap, but I think that was like after they announced that they were making their SA2, so, I don't know. The light level is more important, like I said, so it doesn't really matter if they have a level or not to make better. It's just something to aim for, and then, you know, like something to focus on in that moment, and then when you hit it, then you have something else to focus on. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that, because... Light levels, from what I understand, it's also hard to sometimes hit, like, go over a particular wall. Like, I think the wall for many people is, and please correct me, is about either 250 or 270, somewhere up in there. Where it gets harder to move on higher up. 260, between 260 and 265. Um, because, light, okay, light levels basically are um, every piece of weapon and armor you have has a certain level attached to it. So a light level would be pretty much the average of all of those of all of those levels. So for example, if you have if all of your weapons and equipment are 160, then your light level would be 160 because that's the average. So that's pretty much what it is and like you have that from the start because at the start all of your equipment starts off at 100. So like technically you start off at 100 level and you just rise from there i mean the level portion itself like from level 1 to 20 it's honestly it's really not important like at all okay it's really the light level which is really important gotcha um we have someone d'angelo's asking if have any of you done leviathan as of yet we have yeah. done leviathan i haven't beaten leviathan though but 
you guys are still going to try and beat it, though, right? Eventually, yeah. Eventually. Uh-oh. No, I mean... Promising. That's not promising. Eventually. Eventually, yeah. I'm going to circle, right? Circle of negativity? Yeah. Positivity. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, speaking of things like that, um, how do you guys find, like, the nightfalls, the raids... You know, things like that. Nightfalls are fun. Raids are... I, I love the raid. I won't lie. I love the raid. I love the raid. I love the mechanics. Um, I just think that the raid was very well done, very well polished. And I, I think it's fun. I think it really is... I think the mechanics of it are pretty challenging. Um, I think the mechanics are interesting too. Like, I really love the callus fight mechanics. Like, I just thought that was brilliant. I thought the callus mm -hmm. fight mechanics was brilliant. I thought the um, gauntlet mechanics were brilliant. And pretty much those are just different um, encounters. Because uh, the raid has like four, technically five different encounters. Um, the reason why I say technically five is because one of the encounters is kind of like a way to open up the other encounters, and it's the way you go about getting to those encounters. And then on top of all of that, like, they also have, like, this completely, like, underground section of the entire ship that you're on. So it's, like, just this, they call it the underbelly, and there's pretty much just this underground networking that can pretty much get you to, like, every room. And... I, I just find that so cool. Like you could just literally go in there and like explore for like a long, like a long time because a lot of people get lost in there. Um, so I just think it was so cool. Like I think their raid is is phenomenal. Like I'm actually excited to see the next raid that they do. What's your take on it, Dawn? <laughs> I like the raid uh, for the challenge because I'm very competitive, but just. Sometimes it it literally if you let it make you pull your out. Like it really requires everybody to pull their own weight. So you need like a really good team. So you wouldn't really suggest newcomers to say go and try to try the raid. I, what, what would you consider a newcomer or a newcomer to the raid or newcomer to the game certain... to the kind of like shooter MMO? Or shooters. No, Shooter looter. <laughs> well, to start, you know, you have to be a certain light level to get access, to gain access to a raid to begin with. So you have to be somewhat familiar. So there's no newcomer who would, newcomer, I would say, who would be playing that. So it's just a matter of learning the mechanics and paying attention. Okay. D'Angelo says that, well, it seems that he doesn't like the dogs inside the raid element. I love, oh man, that's I my actually, favorite encounter. I actually like the dogs. Yeah, me too, I love the dogs. I think it was a really... I think I think, really I think the dogs require a level of patience that not a lot of people have, that's why I end up hating it, but I, I actually really do like the dogs. Because the dogs, is, normally when people play these type of games, they expect to just like run around and shoot stuff. Fast pace. Yeah. yeah, but the dogs demand, um, you actually have to be, it demands a kind of stealth. How the mechanics work is, you have two levels. You have pretty much this, the top level, which is um, you have two prisms and then you, you need two people to pick up the prisms and then they can jump from like these rocks 
around the place because like there's these rocks are just that tower above the bottom floor and the bottom floor we call it the jungle it's like a jungle it's it has a thick fog when you're down there but when you're up you can see clearly but when you're in it it's like very foggy and it's very dark but when you're up it's very very lit you can see pretty much everything and the goal is um the four remaining people in on your team they have to pretty much navigate through this jungle and find the glowing flowers and when they find the glowing flowers they all need to stand by it and then the players on top of the prism will stand in the light and shine the light using the prism on the flower to make it explode and give a buff to all of the players um to their team members and the goal is to collect to stack that buff as much as you can before the dogs spot you and so the dogs are just patrolling around and the four players down down uh, at the bottom on the bottom floor they have to pretty much be stealthy to avoid those dogs and so you can't just be running around like running and gunning you actually have to be very stealthy and move through it and then the players on top of course could direct you and help you so that's where the communication aspect comes in and i just thought it was just i actually really like that encounter i really like that encounter a lot i thought it was pretty cool i think my, my least favorite encounter has to be the bathhouse because it's just so basic compared to like the rest it's just a basic encounter compared to the rest the gauntlet is just very interesting and unique um the dogs are very interesting and unique and callus himself is also very interesting and unique I think the bathhouse is just like I could imagine that being inside just in any other game. So, Duan, what would you say is your favorite encounter and least favorite encounter? Yeah, with the raid. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I I actually don't mind the bathhouse once, uh, like I say, everyone pulls their weight and they communicate. Like the bathhouse uh-huh. is fine. Pulls their weight. <laughs> literally, literally. literally. <laughs> as long as they do what they're supposed to do, when they're supposed to do it, like the bathhouse should be no problem. I love the dogs because if you're good at stealth games like Assassin's Creed, uh, throwback like Splinter Cell and all those kind of games, like if you like those kind of stuff, like the bathhouse is your thing. Like that's you. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't really have a least favorite. I kind of like them all, but I'd say the, the... What is the one with the key? What's that one? That's not... That's that's not an encounter, per se. That's the one yeah. where we just open up I the mean... doors. It's, it's it's weird. It's so like that... an encounter, because we have to do stuff and keep people. But yeah, it's not really an encounter, yeah. because it's the mechanic we do to open up every single last door. And I've never made it to Kala, so... Personally, I don't... I don't, I don't hate him yet. Callus is fun. Like those mechanics are just like those mechanics are just beautiful. Okay, so why I say the, the me- okay here's why I say the mechanics for Callus <laughs> is just amazing because pretty much you're in this throne room, right, with him. And okay, when you enter, first of all, he's just chilling like a boss, just like literally chilling there with a cup in his hand. That's just him. He just chilling there with a cup in his hand, a chalice in his hand, and he just you walk inside there, you run around, whatever. You don't care. Chalice in his hand. Who are you, little peasants? So, so of course, you know, at some point, you know, you get upset or whatever, so you shoot like the chalice out of his hand. Now you piss him off. You, you don't fuck with the man wine. You don't like screw this wine. So, mess with his wine. He's upset. So, he gets up and he like sends all his boys after you, whatever, you know. You kill them and eventually he'll send um, everyone into 
this place we'll call the Shadow Realm. And it pretty much looks like you expect the Shadow Realm to look. And inside the Shadow Realm, there'll be three portals, and then you have six party members now, six in your team. And so three people go into those portals, and they'll get sent back to the throne room. Now, the remaining three people are stuck inside the Shadow Realm. And what they have to do is they have to duck down, well, not duck, but they have to kneel down by, like, there's a small little, like, it's almost like a little picket fence, except it's, like, made out of energy. You just go and you, like, kneel down by that. And in doing that, what happens is, in this Shadow Realm, there's, like, a big head and, like, two hands or whatever. There's, like, a big head, pretty much, like, a big cabal head. And... What this head is doing is this head is like just sucking. It's huge. It's sucking. So it's trying to suck in the players inside the shadow room to eat them. That little barrier prevents them from being sucked into his mouth and dying and pretty much eating them to death, swallowing them. Now, if they jump, they die because, of course, he's trying to suck them, so they die. Now, what happens is is that there's a timer on that little ledge before this is a for disappear and they just start sliding towards him on his head there's a symbol and every single player inside there all three players see a completely different symbol and they now have to communicate back to the to their teammates in the throne room to say hey we see this symbol this symbol and this symbol they see they'll call it the three different symbols that they see the players in the throne room will okay pinpoint okay we they say this one, this one, and this one, and there are platforms for each symbol. Now, there aren't three platforms, there are four platforms. So when they find out the symbols that they hear, they ignore those platforms and they kill the remaining one, the one that they didn't hear, they kill the monster that's on that. And then when they do that, they spawn another ledge to protect their teammates inside the Shadow Room from flying into his mouth. And you have to do that about several times until you end up like right, right, right in front of him. And once you end up in front of him, he decides to spew out, like, skulls at your teammates, and they have to then shoot those skulls. The more skulls that they shoot, it applies a buff, and that buff increases, and you want to get about, I would say, at least more than 60 kills on that. And then after that, they all got sent back to the throne room, and this is the time when you have to actually... First of all, all that happens, you have not damaged the boss yet. Like, all of that were explained, you haven't damaged the boss yet at all. And... Once you go back to the throne room, then you can finally damage the boss when all of you can jump on top of a platform and any of the four, but typically you want to be together and then you can damage the boss that way. And based on the amount of skulls you kill, that's how much your damage, that's how much your damage will increase. So the more skulls you kill, the higher the damage you will inflict on the boss. And I just think that that's a really cool mechanic with the fact that the three people inside the Shadow Realm all see different symbols. Like, that that's crazy. That, that alone is crazy because it demands now for you to actually communicate with your team verbally. Like, it really does demand communication. Like, there's really no way you could try to get around that. There were some people, there were two people who did cheese it. Um, they used a glitch. So they were able to two-man it, but that shouldn't be possible because they shouldn't have used a glitch. But other than that, I, I, I really like that encounter. That encounter is cool i was actually going to bring up that um that little cheese glitch kind of thing how is that like i'm trying to still find, figure out how is it possible since it needs three people because there's three different symbols how is it possible that they do it with only one person in the shadow realm well the glitch is what one possible well 
of course, the two people end up in the shadow realm, so one will go back to the throne room, and the one who remains in the shadow realm will run all the. I'm telling the glitch. Whatever, they'll patch it. Will run all the way to the right, and then when you go all the way to the right, you just complete. It doesn't matter. You just do whatever, and eventually he'll hit like it's a little obstacle that's in the way that'll stop him from sliding into um, the cabal's mouth, and from there he can just shoot as need be. Because he can't go into the mouth anymore because he found like a physical actual thing that's blocking his path. So I don't think they should be able to go across that far. So I'm pretty sure that's going to get patched out. Because it completely destroys the whole point of the mechanic. And it's not like, like a clever way of doing it. It's more like you're just banking on this obstacle that just happens to be there. So. Um, technically, isn't today a patch day? So they may have already fixed that. Possibly. Okay, so Nightfalls, can you tell me a little bit more about those? This now, and like how they come into play with things? One, you want to. Jump in on that one this time. <laughs> uh, nightfalls are like, like strikes. Are they the same? Nightfalls, like yeah, they like strikes. They they basically take whatever strike, um, you could do, and they turn it into a nightfall. And it's like ten times hotter, and the enemies are way stronger. And I think every time you have like a time limit where you have to complete it. So it's basically like a challenge. Okay. And what, what's the purpose of doing these? Uh, I think those are, they go to us at the Quran too. Yeah. What's the purpose of doing anything? <laughs> okay. <laughs> sweet, sweet loot. <laughs> they, they also, they also. I think you, every every week, like they have a reset. Like they give you a certain set of milestones that you have to achieve, and every week you have to finish a nightfall. Like that's a milestone, apparently. And you get sometimes you get uh, like loot, like a legendary and ground Sometimes, every time. I mean, I was trying to remember if it was, it was like daughter or legendary. <laughs> Some milestones give you exotic, some some of them give you powerful engrams, some of them very it's luck. They most give you powerful engrams and it's just luck on whether it becomes a legendary or an exotic. But mostly exotics. So I'm I'm trying to understand this here. You play through your storyline, you do side quests, you do nightfalls. You try to raise your light level, so you become more powerful. Hello? Yeah. Okay. No, I just, I didn't see anyone moving. <laughs> and everyone, everything went silent. Um, and then you continuously do that. Are there any suggestions for new players that you would probably give? Um... I would, mm, I, I mean, I would say, honestly, if you're just, it depends on what you want to do. If you're just playing to have fun, then just play to have fun. Um, if you, like, want to 
get like you have specific purposes you want to get like a really high a really high light level very fast and there are guides and stuff like that we can give to like tell you how to do that but it's not really necessary if you're just trying to play the game and have fun like just go at the game and honestly like the game is made in such a way that even through casual play you'll be able to get like a decent light level in no time okay Juan, do you have anything you'd like to suggest, or...? Yeah, for anybody's interested in playing uh, Nightfall? Well, just the game on a whole. Just give it a try, you know, I don't know if I like it. I didn't think I was gonna like it, because for the longest my brother was trying to get me to play Destiny 1. And I blew him off. <laughs> but right before Destiny 2 came out, like two months before, I you know, threw the game. I said, just give it a try. Like first person shooters, give it a try. Okay. Slight question I probably shouldn't be asking you guys. Would you prefer Destiny 2 over another shooting franchise? Like what? It has no competition. The only competition it has is Division, and that's garbage. So. I mean, Destiny 2 is a unique. It's not a. It's not just a first-person shooter. It's not like Call of Duty. It's not like Overwatch. Um, it's literally a looter shooter where they take, like, aspect. It's closer to Diablo than it is Call of Duty. Like, that's the kind of game Destiny is. It's just it just happens to deal with guns and first-person shooting than it does have to do with um, like top-down, uh, third-person like running around. Like that's all. Um, but I would say that. With Destiny 2, though, they have taken a step back away from a lot of the RPG elements that made Destiny 1 so so much of a unique game. And they are kind of sliding more like towards the Halo, where they are sliding back towards just being a generic old first-person shooter. Because of a lot of the detail and small subtle things that they took away from Destiny, that like they changed, completely removed completely from the game. Um, they removed a lot of RPG elements from the game. Um, so I would say that even though it still is weird and you, it still is in a weird place because it's unique. It doesn't really have much competition. Um, it is starting to slide more towards a uh, Halo style game. Well, would you suggest Destiny 2 or another game for those who are interested in shooters or... You have a comment as to what Chris said? No. Okay. So, I think we're going to end this week's episode here. As Chris's light just like goes off <laughs> and envelops him in darkness. Chabla got caught. What's this thing? I lost Gall just showed up. Oh god. <laughs> no, <the> tower. <laughs> Okay, actually, before before we go, um, I just have a slight question about the Traveler. Like, didn't the, inside one of the games they say the Traveler died? 
Yeah, like I, I remember them. There was like this cutscene of where they said, or something like the traveler can no longer do certain things. That's why he made ghosts and um, something to the okay, effect that he died. Territory. Spoiler territory. Basically, the traveler gets captured pretty much, locked up um, to be carted away. And what Gaul does, because Gaul is the villain of the whole series, whatever, he takes away your light. And the Traveler gave you the light, and the light is what causes you to, like, when you die, the light brings you back. So you're pretty much immortal. And so he takes away your light, he kicks you off the tower, like a peasant, and you fall. Somehow you don't die. I need to look into that. Um, (laughs) Because that looked pretty, that that was like space level, wasn't it? Almost? Space level? Well, okay. It was nah, high up in the atmosphere. No. It was high up because that, it, where that happened, it was where Sabala, yeah, it was tower. That's where Sabala built to protect the city. So it wasn't like that high up. Just that the travel is really, 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 really big. Well, I was thinking well, space because at that point you would have taken a. Well. A ship to get to the main ship that you're gonna still high altitude still high altitude (laughs) it felt like a ship to me more than anything first of all this um this tower is like literally crawling with enemies so the best way to get to the top is jump on a ship fly up to the top drop you there bam good to go now to run and 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 do your stuff. So we do that, and yeah, we get kicked off the tower. <laughs> <So> <laughs> and the people who yeah. took you up there also died. Do they actually die? No, they don't die. Oh. So they just left you in suspense. Nice. So nice. They, everyone just scattered. Like, everyone trying to live, like, survival. Self-preservation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you're dead, tough luck, you're dead. You can't do nothing. Light gone. Gotcha, gotcha. Running through the entire teams. It wasn't fun. That's why I was a bit hesitant to play it on the second one. But the second one is a bit more balanced. So. Okay. Chris, what's your thoughts? I mean... What... My... Destiny and PvP, they're trying to make this thing into eSport, and it's not ever going to be eSport. They need to stop. And they balance it, and they're balancing the entire game around PvP, and it's hurting PvE. When yep. PvE is what they shown, what was such a great part of the game in the first one. Like, that is why people came. People come to play Destiny for PvE, not PvP. And PvP has always been something that's on the side, and they should leave it on the side. Um, in terms of PvP itself, why did they even think adding supremacy was a great idea? I have no idea. But supremacy is like probably when I watch PvP games like um, Overwatch, Call of Duty, League of Legends. When I watch those games, I don't even need to know a lot about those games, and I can get hyped about what's going on in those games. I know what's going on in Destiny, 
and I don't even get hyped about my own game that I'm playing. So imagine someone else watching. Like, it's just... It's just, like, it's just not gonna be, like, they just don't have it. Like, they're trying, but it's just not there, in my opinion. Now, I know a lot of gamers, especially those that play MMOs, they typically... They're, most games that are at that kind of, like, A-plus level, or thereabouts, um, there's always been a little bit of an issue when it comes to PvE versus PvP and balancing things out. Because if you use PvE gear, then it's more... It does more damage to a regular player, so you have to balance things out for PvP so people aren't dying so quickly. Uh, I know that was a really big issue with World of Warcraft and a number of other games. I'm guessing that's kind of what's happening here where they don't want to make things too powerful. Like, And please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, they're, they're pretty much making gear so that it works a little... It works fairly in PvP even if though it may undercut the PvE element. Is that what you're saying? It's well, yeah, they kind of water down all the gear um, across the board. So there really isn't any PvP versus PvE gear. There's just gear, and they just water down all the gear. Took out all like a lot of the um, RPG elements out of the gear. Like before, gear had stats. Now they don't have stats. Um, before you had like multiple different like mods and like interesting things that you could equip on them. They water down the mod system a lot. Like. Exotics, you cannot, um, you don't see exotics with, like, random modifiers on them anymore. Like, it, they're just all the same. All of them are exactly the same. So, they water down the gear a lot just to make it, like, I guess, an even playing field in PvP, in PvP. But it came out of detriment to PvE. Like, there's really no real reason to grind for anything. Like, in Diablo, you know, um, your gear in Diablo, like, it has random generated stats so you may get the gear piece you want but it probably has it probably doesn't have the stats you want so now you have to go farm to get this one piece over and over and over like that takes time like that is what keeps people playing the game and that's not currently in uh destiny 2 at all okay Devon, how do you feel about the oh crap where's my headphones Okay. Well, how do you feel about the experience that you get from PvP versus PvE? Um, to be honest, I can only play PvP for so long until I get really bored of it. Like Chris, like Chris mentioned, like compared to the other first-person shooters that I play, like watch. I don't know if it's fair to like compare the two because. Watch is like solely a PvP game, but like, I have way more fun playing Overwatch than I do Destiny. Just that it has that element there. It's like you have the game, and then it's just like okay, they just decided to throw that in to just please like a couple of the gamer masses who enjoy that kind of stuff, so they don't feel left out. Um, compared to PvE, like everyone can play it. I I play that like the raids and the nightfall and the strikes and I like to play them over and over and over and not get bored at all. But for some reason with PvP, it's just like 
something about it just saying catch me now i remember at one time there was someone that said a line that kind of stuck with me and i think it was back during e3 it's that a game company cannot make an esport the esport is what is something that is built by the community much like how um, Nintendo Super Smash Brothers that never really was meant to become an esport but the community enjoyed the game so much and playing it it has become one um, what's your feelings when it comes to gamer well the game companies themselves trying to push something to say hey we developed this so it could become an esport or like that's the direction we really want to see it um i think what's your expression what's your feelings from it in terms of that and then also in terms of how it's being played out in destiny 2. well i know i i read up on it a bit and i know that bungie really didn't so they say that they didn't really the intent for it to be like a esport, but I guess the way they modified it this time around, I suppose the second game was like, yeah, I don't believe that. But the way they modified it is like, they're like, okay, if the community wants it, they'll back them up on it. So they're like, okay, yeah, y'all can start your own, um, y'all can organize it yourselves, and then we'll see how it goes. And then you know, if it's something that turns into something big, then they want to hop on board and be like, okay, well, I support that. Which, in I mean. I kind of understand why. I mean, you don't want to hype up this certain element of your game and then it flops, but then at the same time, like, you work in the ones that anyway, so just do it. And if it flops, it flops. If not, take the L. I saw where they clearly are trying to make it eSport because in a couple, I think it was like two interviews that I saw with one of the developers, they, how they were answering the questions about PvP, it really sounded like they were, um, they're trying to make it into esport. Like, it sounds like that. It sounds like that's not something like, they're not gonna like, they don't wanna like come out and just be like, oh yeah, hey, we want Destiny to be esport. But just the way they answered certain things, it was like, y'all wouldn't, y'all wouldn't say that unless y'all are planning to do an esport type thing. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's just how it, that's just how it came across. And given with all the changes that they make, what they've made, it's obviously that they are, thinking about becoming an esport like who gets there's really no other reason for them to make those changes like why would you cripple your pve in such a manner like really no one ever had a problem with those those things don't really take away from the game at all like why would you why would you remove it and cripple it i mean the only answer that fits is esports because they want pvp to become a bigger thing than it is Yeah, when it comes to games doing, and I, I, I can see where Chris is coming from with it in a sense. Um, I think games really have to be careful when they start to do things like that, um, because when you really start to push one element of your game a certain way, and it starts to affect other things, and this goes for PvP as well, on the on a whole, as well as esports or a number of other things, but when you really start to shift and change it may end up pushing people away because they're realizing what you're trying to do or 
they may not realize it and they just don't like the direction it's now heading because of these little subtle changes that you're making that you think are subtle, at least. That makes sense with that? Yeah, I mean, the only thing that's going to happen is Anthem is going to come and everyone just going to leave Destiny and go to Anthem. That's pretty much all that's going to happen. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, like, Destiny really isn't doing anything. Like, okay, I'm being serious here. Like, if if The Division 2 was to come out right now, like, I'm just saying, if Division 2 was to come out, I would see a lot of people. I Like, I wouldn't be surprised that a lot of people bought The Division 2 because a lot of people right now are bored of Destiny 2. And The Division sucks. But The Division is in that same genre of shooter or looter because there are not that many games that actually fulfill that role um and that's why like any game can come up right when they can challenge destiny destiny's not really in a strong point right now the only thing that destiny has is that it's new and it's shiny that's literally it um any other game can come up right now and they can be like oh hey i mean here's a looter shooter that's supposed to be like a triple a title and guess what I'll see, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Destiny lose a lot of um, players because a lot of people right now just are at the point in the game where they're like, I could like log on for like maybe one day, do everything I have to do, and then I don't have to log on for a week until reset. That's oh. a lot of people. I heard a lot of people saying that they just log in, they do their raid, they do their nightfall, they do their milestones, and some people can do that in like a day or like a night or two. Um, imagine people at work, they come home, they do it in a night or two, not even a day or two, a night or two after work, finish those things, and then they don't play again for a week. That is like a state of a lot of players right now, and that's in like a lot of the higher end players, the players who you want to be, the hardcore players who want to continuously be using your game. Yeah, that's, that's how they feel about Destiny. And when you see your hardcore players are falling off like that, your casual players are going to follow soon. Like, I don't know how you're going to keep your casual players because the casual players are eventually going to hit the same point as your hardcore players, and then they're they're going to drop, and they're not definitely not going to look back. Like, at least the hardcore players are going to come back once a week. When your casual players drop, they don't come back once a week. They just stop playing. So, let me get this right. One, you're saying, come at them, people are going to leave uh destiny 2 like that's your hard they stay on the track they are yes if they don't make some massive improvements to um keep people in the game yes i'm not saying destiny is a bad game but i'm saying that they they have not put themselves in a position to secure their position where they are do you feel they're holding back content for when pc players come on uh, a little bit later on this month maybe maybe not but I mean, they might be. They might not. We won't know until that happens. How do you feel, Dwan? Do you think they're holding back a little bit? Uh, it's a possibility. I could see them doing it. But we won't know until early state. That's like a month away. I mean, you still have, you still have to maintain your player base until like four months. Yeah. So you can't be solely banking on just PC players when your game has always been a console game. So, like, PC is not going to be your salvation. Now, and excuse the background noise that I'm suddenly having. Uh, 
I know when it comes to certain games like that have raids and whatnot, you of course have the weekly. You do your raid, you do your weeklies as they call them. Um and then sometimes you have your dailies, which are like little side quests and stuff like that that you do and finish up and that gives you other kinds of loot and so on and so forth. Destiny 2, would you see maybe benefiting from having a daily system as well? Probably, but I mean, there's several things going on. I mean, the reason why, a big reason why um, a lot of people don't find any need to grind anymore in Destiny in Destiny 2 is because they made it so easy to get high-level gear. They made it really easy to get high-level gear. The max right now, I think, is 305. And I know quite a few people who are sitting at like 300 and 302, and they're like, "Do I should I really like invest a bunch of time just to get extra three light levels?" I don't think so, especially when most of the content in the game is literally built around. I think the highest is maybe 280, so there are like a full 20 light levels above the highest difficulty content in the game right now. So why like why should they keep playing? Like, even if a daily system was introduced, like, what loot are they going to get? What is there for them to, like, run after? They already have some of the highest. They, re- they pretty much are above where they should be right now in the game. So the game isn't really offering them anything, like, at all. They're literally at the max. Like, there's nothing else to give them. Mm-hmm. So if you have a daily system, what are you giving them? That's true. Um... So do you think they should be probably coming out with and uh, when when did it come out for consoles? I know it came out last month, but around when? September third. Fifth. Fifth. So it's been a little over. Hold on, wait. What is today exactly? It's almost been a month. It's almost been a month. People are already getting tired with the game. Um, people spot, but we do. <laughs> so, in your your opinion, the game could do with some more content right about now, or it could have done with some content for a while. Well, it's not content, like I said. They um, the quickest fix for them. Well, I shouldn't say quick, but one fix for them would be to introduce some type of like stat system back into exotics um, to at least give some type of random feel to the exotics um, I mean just adding in higher gear isn't really going to fix the problem so because people are going to get that gear and then what um, there has to be some reason there has to be some thing that people can grind over and over and over that's very difficult to get and like I said, to again use Diablo as an example, you can get the gear. Like, say you need a certain set piece, you can get the set piece, and like you can get like the whole set. And once you get the whole set, the next thing to do is to grind for specific pieces of those set to get a specific role on that set. Like, that's a very difficult thing to do. Like, you can literally be grinding for hours and not get it. Like, yeah. or you could grind for like for five minutes and get it. It's RNG. Like, it's all dependent on RNG. But the point is. It gets you to grind a lot. And Destiny is something like that. Destiny is something like the Greater Rift um, system inside uh, Diablo, where you have 
stronger levels and like the deeper you go the better gear you can get and it the better you get the deeper you can go like you just need that like greater rifts you don't know like greater rifts don't have an end they just keep going the more powerful you get like that's just it like they just put in a little algorithm whatever so the algorithm increases the difficulty at every level and so you need to get to a certain strength at every level like in order to completely do it now, Duan, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the original Destiny have, like, uh, different difficulty levels? Mm, I don't think so. Because, like, like I said, by the time I started playing, like, they had already announced, like, this was a dude two months before Destiny had dropped. So, by the time, if they had any, like, I don't think I would have experienced it. They just had the cap, which was, like, a 40 a level 40. I don't know what the cap was for light level, and I was just playing to get a feel for the game. Like, I wasn't really um, paying attention to the mechanics or the designs or whatever the game had. Okay, fair enough. Um, from what I understand, though, there was a hard level, or a hard mode, essentially, in the game that, if I remember correctly, the developer said was the way how they wanted destiny to really be played um me you know it's much essentially it's yeah. the, it's the hard mode oh so well, okay i th i think i know what you're talking about now. okay so in the first one it basically was it had more emphasis on the light and basically the like how um in destiny 2 the radio have to be correct me if i'm wrong 280 you're like level has to be like 280 or something like that so 260 sorry anyway so they would have like certain like levels would be considered like hard so if you wanted to do a strike or something like that and it required the recommended light level was like 280 like to 300 that would be considered hard and then like you know from down to another um level would be medium and easy or whatnot so it basically it, it your level would be determined on how much light you got. Like, it, it always went back to light and how much light you could get. So. Do you think something like that could maybe help with the situation, Chris? Wait, sound like what? The different levels of hardness and then giving different levels of gear based on that. Or would you really say it's better just to go greater rift levels and have it continuously get harder and harder. I mean, with their system right now, they have, unless they solve the loot system, like, they have to find something, some type of loot that's actually worth getting. Like, some, like that's worth grinding for. Because if there's nothing worth worth farming for, mm -hmm. then I don't, I don't see where they're going to have much longevity. Because, like I said, there were at least some stats on the weapons on the first destiny, which could be randomized, so you would want to get certain stats on your weapon. So you would want to try to get this weapon. Like you got this weapon, but it doesn't have the right stats. So you still want to try to get it again, so you can get better stats. Like that's something to farm. Like so now you have a reason to farm exotics because you want this specific exotic weapon to get these specific stats. But weapons don't have stats. So if you get this weapon, you get it again. It's the exact same weapon, no difference. So like there's really no reason to try to get more weapons again once you get it once okay that's the problem there so suggestions are stats better well a level 
Um, well, a difficulty mode kind of thing where you get better gear the deeper you get into it. Um, and, of course, then mm -hmm. that would mean harder content. I think they might have an issue with uh, making some things harder and harder. Especially if it's maybe, well, would you see them doing something like that with a raid? Or just something like Nightfalls or something like that? I like where raids are. Raids aren't... Because that's, like, while I did use Diablo as an example, Diablo has a problem where, oh, my thing with Diablo is, like, things just become sponges. Like, it's not really harder. They just sponges. So they just take more, like, it takes a lot more to kill them. That's it. Like, to me, that's not difficult. To, like, you just, you're just wasting my time at that point. Because all you're doing is just giving it more HP, so I have to spend more time in order to kill it. That's not difficult. That's just a time sink. That's all it is. Difficulty would be in terms of, like, like I said, the raid is... The difficulty in the raid is not actually killing the things, per se. It's performing the mechanics in order to survive the encounter. That's the difficult part of the raid. Like, the mechanics are, and getting used to the mechanics is what makes it difficult, because the mechanics are very interesting. The mechanics, it doesn't matter how much damage you do, you need to fulfill this mechanics, otherwise you're going to fail. Like, point blank. Now, when you get into a sponge war, basically, where everything just starts getting more and more HP, more and more toughness, getting very like a lot more difficult to kill, then that's not, to me, that's not difficulty. To me, that that's not making things more challenging at all. It's just wasting my time at that point. And that's why I would say, even though Diablo has something where you can, there's a reason for you to farm, I wouldn't really particularly call that challenging or difficult. Um, so I think those two things are two separate things. Like difficulty and finding something consistently challenging is one thing, um, which I think the raid accomplishes very well on its own. And then having a reason to farm, to, to farm for an item is something completely different. So I think those two things are different and I think they tackle the challenging part, fine. Nightfalls are challenging. Raid is challenging. Um, Nightfalls are kind of like a mini raid. Raids, raids are good. I mean, see, the thing is with a raid is once you get used to it, it's going to become a lot easier the more you do it. So right now, only, I think, only 11% or less than 11% of the population of the player base has actually completed the raid. Like, that's a very small number. Um, so... The raid is challenging. Point is, the raid is challenging. Only 11% of the use of the player base has actually completed it. So, I would say that that's challenging. Um, less than 4% of the player base has actually completed a prestige nightfall. So, I mean... <laughs> so, I would say that that's challenging. I mean, people do a nightfall and they don't have to do prestige. So, they're like, oh, hell, we finished with the normal nightfall, so whatever. Um, that's why a lot of people are asking for, like, Nightfall-specific gear, Strike-specific gear. Um, well, we have Raid-specific gear, but, like, they're asking for these things because I would then have people or encourage people to actually play those modes a little bit more. Now, I had a thought. Where is it? It's gone. Um... When it comes to 
the difficult, well, the challenge. What if you would put in, I don't know, stuff like Final Fantasy elements into it to really make it challenging? Like what? I don't know. You're the Final Fantasy raid expert. I'm the Final Fantasy raid expert. Jeez. Between the two um, of us, yeah. Um, Final Fantasy is a completely different game. I mean, the Final Final Fantasy is also big on mechanics as well. Like that's why I say a good raid is focuses more on mechanics than anything else. And like their raid is fine. Their raid is perfect. I mean, well, I wouldn't say perfect, but their raid is like really good. Like I really, really, really was impressed by their raid. Like the certain mechanics that they had in it, I was like, wow, that's really creative. Like Destiny, good job. Like I have no issues with their raid at all. My issues is with their reward system, and that's on gear. That's on loot. That's on items. I can't. I mean, the only thing like they can add more items, sure. But again, unless they make some something interesting about those items themselves, or some like like lock them behind some specific way. Like if if nightfall, if prestige nightfall gear was only obtainable through prestige nightfalls, then I mean you'd have to do those to get that gear. Like, they've started doing that a little bit. Like, you have Crucible only, you have, like, these different, like, only... But once you get them, it's like, that's it. Like, it doesn't take... It isn't hard to get these things. Like, it's not hard to get gear. It's not hard to get what you want. And once you get it, why am I going to continue playing? Like, yeah, I'll jump on, I'll do some public events, because public events are genuinely fun. Like, they genuinely are fun. But after about... 15 minutes of doing public events I'm pretty much done so then what can you move on okay I think that covers all of our topics that we have I think do you guys have anything that you want to say about Destiny 2 or any anything at all in regards to that new new monarchy or your Grammy I lie. I want Future War to win. Did Future War win? Dead, dead Orbit won. What? Yep. No. How did this happen? You are to me. Oh, oh my goodness. Wait, what? I screenshot it. I screenshot it. I was in the group. Oh, <laughs> wait, what? What are you guys talking about? Oh, so so last week uh, they introduced the, the factions back. Uh, the three factions. One is Dead Dead Orbit, Future Future Walker, and um. New Monarchy, and uh, I think okay, it's basically like they have like these um like when you go on a world, uh, one of the worlds, like they have like these little uh they have some stuff that you could do like random stuff like oh secure this or blow up this and it'll go toward yeah basically and it'll basically go towards your fraction your faction and whoever. Well, it was Fraction 1, like, they would get, like, a discount on the weapons, whatever weapon was on that week or whatever. And then it would be, uh, I think the public would get to put them there, but it's at a higher uh, price. It's for a higher glimmer than for everyone else outside the Fraction. But the Fraction wow. actually won, they get it out of, a, like, a, a huge, like, a very, very, like, low discount. Huge discount, sorry. But I don't think these people realize that the we wanted was from Future War, and no one can get it now. Not even people in Future War can get it. Because the only way you could buy it is if you're if it's in Faction 1. Like, period. 
So, literally, the best auto rifle in the game we lost. Well, sorry, best pulse rifle in the game we lost. Thanks, yeah. guys. Well, you know, That's I kind of want nice things. I can't. Well, I got nice things because I wanted the stealth rifle from Dan Orbit. So it's horrible. Nameless Midnight, which you can literally get from beating the story, is better than that. Okay. The exotic Mida is better than that. Like, what? Like, I'm that's a horrible scout rifle. Horrible scout rifle. Horrible scout rifle. You're the only one complaining about it. Everyone is gonna complain about it because everyone is saying go for go for Future War because Future War is the pulse rifle, which is like it was like the best thing ever. Like that was hands down. That could have been the best gun in the game, well, and we now didn't. we won't have it because a dead orbit people had to go win. I can go do that on YouTube. <laughs> the salty. And I will sprinkle that all over you. Wow. Because <laughs> I just went there. Um. <laughs> okay. So there's factions, which is something that we just, well, we just mentioned in the stream. So thanks for bringing that up. Um, there is one other thing. I've noticed that the developers are challenging players and offering rewards now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I saw that on um, the Destiny app. Uh, apparently, I think they were waiting like the Crucible or something like that. Hmm. They were like playing people uh, via the Crucible, like at random. And if you won, then you got a banner. You got a banner for it. That's basically all it was this week. But I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. Because I thought you got an anagram for it or something like that. Mm, I can check the app. Come on. Uh, yeah, it was an emblem. Oh, emblem. Okay. Eh. Would have been interesting if they were giving away, like, engrams or something like that instead. Special yeah. engrams. But, um, okay, yeah, so I think that's, I think now we've hit every topic. Um, is there anything else that you guys have to say? Nope. I'm disappointed in people everywhere. What? Wow. Disappointed in people everywhere. Because Because he didn't get the gun that he wants. He's disappointed. I didn't even join Future War, you know, I joined in Monarchy. I don't know, I don't well. <laughs> and I won it, and I won Future War to win. I just assumed they would have won. I mean, if I joined, I, they wouldn't have won anyway. Because I didn't farm for faction tokens. I mean, regardless, of, I think they said you could change it every week, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but those guns are gone. I think. Well, we can check. Yeah, you, you don't even know, and you mad. I did mad. <laughs> Like, you don't even know if they gone forever. Are like, dead salty over here in this corner? I'm gone forever. You dead mad over here in this left corner. I am incredibly mad. I'm mad. You can get over it. Yes! So, <laughs> with that uh, salty over ending... <laughs> when Anthem comes out, I won't have this issue. Okay. <laughs> Great for you. <laughs> I'll be here on Destiny 2. Um, no, but Anthem looks so beautiful. Like, oh my goodness. Ugh. I never Ugh. even have about this game until you started bringing it up in the group. You didn't see the trailer for it? 
Okay, the trailer for it is really nice. But we really shouldn't what? be talking. <laughs> it's like Pacific Rim meets Destiny Way. <laughs> it's crazy kind of, way. Kind crazy. Of, yeah. Pacific Rim was good. I'm going to end this stream here. <laughs> Before we go off on a real tangent. <laughs> and Chris like derails us completely. Um, okay, so yeah, thanks for follow th- thanks for joining everyone. Uh, thanks for watching, thanks for being here, thanks for actually being part of the stream you guys. And until next week.